Hi, welcome to Clean Slate, where each and every day is a clean slate. I am Vicki Strine. And I am Joanna Dean. We hope that this is a place where you find motivation towards a lifestyle of clean living with your mind, body, and spirit. Sharing stories of inspiration, hope, and encouragement. Disclaimer, we also plan to share our personal stories and have guests share theirs. We come from a place of authenticity, and with that, some topics may be controversial to some. Distractions. I don't know. Um, I think there are more distractions than there is... um, yeah, there's more distractions in my life than moments of focus. Seem to be distracted more now, and, and I don't have little kids running around, mm. and I just can't. I know what it is. It's it's these phones I, or, or anything with a screen. Because look at what has happened in society since the phones have come around. It used to be, oh, cool, I can make a call from my phone. I think when phones came about and it was cool so you didn't have to like stop with little people at say a gas station and use a nasty uh, payphone and then to make sure you had the right coins to put in the payphone so when the when the phone came around when it was just the phone it was amazing it really freed up I think um, it made people you know more accessible and you are able to communicate faster um certainly in times of emergencies it was just so nice yes i'm not really sure i was asking my mom well what did you do when we were sick yeah it it, i mean everything there wasn't that urgency that we now have it was like oh my gosh i have got to contact mom right now or the doctor right now or, or i mean it was like Everything had this delay, but I don't ever remember being panicked about that delay. No. And now we have created this instantaneous, you know, and I think in, I think we've had this conversation about education. It's like these kids, if, if they don't get something right away, they feel like, oh, uh, there's something wrong with me. I'm dumb, or they don't like it. They're disinterested. And it's because of all of the instantaneousness that we live in that if you can't get it within 30 seconds then oh my bandwidth must be broken or (laughs) my wi-fi is broken um and and i think it has created uh and i feel that way and with with everything that i do even in this podcast i guarantee you i'm going to go off the rails in a minute because it's the the ADD and the 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 firing and the triggering is going in all these different directions and and I really do think it has gotten so much worse because we were talking about early on you know you know right out of college or you know, I mean it's like I was the multitask queen and I didn't have to write anything down right I can manage all kinds of things and never never was an issue whereas mm-hmm. today I just feel like if I don't write it down and so I can come back to it it never gets done so there was something here that I saw that this is in this really cool book called level up your mental toughness boot camp I picked this up at five below for five dollars and it just 
I don't know, it just spoke to me, and I think I bought you in Jill one. Yep. But it says that once you get distracted, it takes an average of 25 minutes to return to the previous focus of your original task. When you shift your in, when you shift your energy back and forth between tasks, your attention gets drained. Mm-hmm. And this goes with that, um, and I believe it was Ann Voskamp's A Thousand Gifts, where she says, if you want to gain more time in your day, focus on one thing at a time. And I do think that we have glorified um, busyness and uh, the multitasking thing. And it's like multitasking, you know, maybe if you're a Navy SEAL, you need to be able to multitask life and death situations, multitask. But in day-to-day life, if you want to gain more time in your day, focus on a single task at a time until that task is at a level of completion that you need or, you know, to where you can move on to another task. But see, this ties back into the daily punch list. It's like, identify what has to happen today and focus on that. Right. Because, yeah. Well, I was talking to Jacob today because he was raving about the Google, Google Calendar. Do you use that? Is that I what do. you use? I do. Because he was looking for my schedule to make an appointment for me for something. And I said, well, let me just double check the family calendar hanging up at home. Why don't you use Google Calendar? I, said, I just can't move away from the paper because I have all these ideas floating in my head and I have to write them down. I'm a pen and paper person. Mm-hmm. That's just my style. He said, well, you, you can do a note list on your phone. And I was just like, I just don't know that I can move away from that right now. Yeah. But if you see my my plan, I mean, there's just random stuff everywhere. But I feel like that's how my brain Well, is. and see, and I think that is what people need to identify is what works for you. And this is why when you go to a bookstore and you say, go to the parenting aisle, that's why there's thousands of books on parenting it's because somebody wrote a book about what worked for them right and um quite honestly i i chose to go with my instinct you know i i was that parent that did not do things by the book and i probably won't communicate everything i did because I don't know. What works for you may not work for someone else. Exactly. And I didn't want to necessarily steer somebody. If if somebody said, okay, did you ever put your kids on their tummy to sleep or on their back or on their side? Because everybody needed an explanation on why accidents happen when they sleep. But can I tell you, I put my kids on their tummy because it worked. And I needed them to sleep. And they slept next to us in a co-sleeper. They weren't in the bed with us, but when they were babies. And I instinctively could hear them wrestling. And um, and I was one of those, um, good or bad, when it came to parenting. I, I like to kind of anticipate what their needs are so as soon as Sam started sucking on his fist that means he's hungry and I would address it before he got all riled up and started crying and and I don't know that technique 
probably doesn't speak to other people because they would wait until the cry before they, uh, but I, I was always a peacemaker, peacekeeper. It's like if I can anticipate my child's needs before they got all, you know, on the tizzy. Yeah. Why would we not do that? And, you know, I think that in some can translate into helicopter mom or, or whatever, but you know, I don't care. I don't care what um, what other people's thoughts are on certain things that I have done or do today because it's it's my experience. It's my life. It's the shoes that I have been given, and it's the path that I that I walk. And I told you I was going to get distracted. Oh yeah, well I was just sitting here as I'm as you're saying that. I was thinking about today. I was putting together a syllabus, and I let my students set their notebook up however they want. Because mm-hmm. I feel like what works best for you? Do you want it divided by chapter? Do you want it divided by quiz, test? Mm. However works for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever works for you. Because right. it's, you know, high school, you should be able to figure this out. Absolutely. And do what's best for you. Now, one thing that I do for my littles, you know, the elementary, I create their binder for them. But that makes sense though. Cause, and you know, it's, organization is not instinctive no and for littles it gives them an example of what organization looks like the parents love it the kids love it and in a in a classroom setting high school totally different because you can say you know turn to your test or you know put this in your quiz section or put this in your chapter section or whatever you're right by the time they're in high school they should have some sort of methodology that works for them elementary not so much so it's sometimes particularly when you get them young like a lot of third graders that I work with that's their first time being in a classroom setting in the homeschooling community so it's like a whole new world and um, and they love it. And they're excited about having that. I'm sure the high school kids are not so excited. Yeah. Um, but I told them, I was like, this is, I started off this way. Yeah. This did not work for me. Mm-hmm. This is now what I do for my personal binder, but do what works for you. And that's where learning in, in the school subject, how it translates into like everyday living, um, whether it's when you're an adult and you're having to pay bills. You know what I'm starting to think about is um, like if something happens to me and I'm, I mean, we have people our age dying. It It's not unusual. It used to be, I remember um, you'd hear, oh, 57-year-old passed away. I'm like, oh, wow, well, they were old. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not old. <laughs> that old. The old level keeps moving higher and higher as we get older. Like that 96-year-old passed away? How? They're so young. Um, but I, uh, I've started thinking about, you know, when I pass away, because I'm one of those that does everything in the house. You know, I get the, the bills paid, and I'm in charge of this and that. And my poor husband, I'm like, honey, you just make the check. I'll make sure everything gets paid. And then I was like, well, does he know how to get in the checking account? Or does he know I have a life insurance policy? I think Trent had that panic attack when I was in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was panicked. 
Yeah. So I think, and this is something that I post every year, is take everything out of your wallet, everything that's in your wallet, and make a photocopy front and back. So that way, if it gets lost or stolen, you know exactly what was in it and who to call. That's a good idea. Because that is such an easy thing to do. And then I thought, well, when you start translating everything that's important, do that with everything and, and put it all in one place. So that organization that you teach, you know, these these school these high schoolers or and you know, all all those that are in school, you teach them organization and you can see how that organization can spill over into other things. But getting back to distractions. Yes, yes as you can tell. <laughs> I told you we would do it. <laughs> Um, this, I, I think the cell phone and also this binge watching this, yes. what a, we live in a crazy time where you can record everything, you can watch everything on demand, everything streaming. And then you have these great shows that everybody's excited about. If you had told me even, um, five years ago that you're going to love this show and you're going to spend hours a day binge watching, I'd be like, no way, I don't have time for that. And the fact is we prioritize the wrong things. We prioritize the distractions that have been presented in the form of entertainment uh, to keep us uh, from looking at what truly is important. And um, the the college ministry pastor at our church, he is uh, he led um, service. He 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 did a great. Uh, it was kind of eye opening. Um, what he he did Sunday morning. He talked about um, these distractions and how it. It, it spills over into every aspect of our life. And what he was really drilling home is when you're distracted, you're not building relationships. And when it's all said and done, when you leave this earth, what's going to remain about you is what did you leave the people that you interacted with? Where was your focus and one can argue, well, you know, I was building relationship with my kids by sitting around and, and watching Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, which I finally, <laughs> finally finished. That was a long season finale. It was. The last two episodes were really long. Yeah. It's like five hours, wasn't it? I don't I'm know. Like, I know we said if you weren't, the, whatever day they came out, if yeah. you weren't sitting in the family room at seven, we were starting without you because we wanted to all be in bed by midnight. Midnight. Or, yeah. So. Yeah. It was, it was quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, but true relationship building is that interaction that one-on-one interaction in in talking and and in talking about things that are truly important and um you know stranger things as interesting as it was is going to you know 
dissipate into the atmosphere and there will be no lasting, uh, I don't know, result of that would spill over into our relationships, right. you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just, it's just, I feel like we're in this world of distractions and, and we don't even, we, we lose our purpose. And I think that's what we have always been so purpose driven with this podcast is like finding that, that passion, finding, um, your purpose, goal setting. And, and I think all these distractions keep us from that. No, I agree. And I always have great intentions in the morning. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to sit down and do this. And then I always have something distract me. Like today, the car didn't start. And I know that it just seemed to snowball from there. And I never got my footing mm-hmm. to get back on track. Yeah. And then the day I just felt was wasted. So I think, okay, maybe tonight I'm going to sit down. Maybe I'll put on some noise blocking earbud things that I have and, mm-hmm. and truly focus on what I need to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to, um, you know, this is our, normally we do our podcast, you know, in the morning, you know, around lunchtime and, you know, we had the wild, the, the wild idea of why don't we do this, you know, late afternoon so we can have the whole day to get all our stuff done. Oh no. no oh no. Yeah. Way. This was, this was a messy day. <laughs> right. I did get dinner made. Oh, well you're, you're ahead of me. Because um, I left Scott to debone the chicken, and I will make something at some point this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make that chicken and rice casserole that my boys love so much. That sounds really yummy. Yeah. It, it's totally not Weight Watchers. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be lentils and rice for me again. Yeah. I need to get back on track with that. Yeah, I went to the grocery this morning after. Oh, yes. I, I went to the gym. I, um, I like, took a picture and sent it to Vicky. Like, I'm really here. Um, but I, I took it light. I was on the treadmill for, like, an hour. And just a nice, steady pace. I'm not running. I'm not giving myself plantar fasciitis or blowing out my back again. I'm going to pace myself. And, and just steady wins the race. Slow and steady yeah. wins the race. That's what I tell my kids with everything. Mm-hmm. Slow and steady. Because that's the thing. I, I wanna, my, my goal is to stay physically healthy. I want to stick with this thing. And, um, and then I went to the grocery. And I stayed um, on the perimeter uh, of the um, the grocery store, I bought probably more fruits and vegetables than I have in a while. Um, and just envisioning what it is I'm going to make this week, and and how this fits into Weight Watchers, and and just just have a new attitude about you know my overall health and and fitness, and because. Um, clean slate truly is you know wiping everything in the past away and and starting fresh so today was my day one and I started on the water I'm drinking a whole lot more water than I normally do but I don't know how that 75 hard that gallon it has to happen it has to happen early or it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. Um, I think I have a couple more weeks before I start the next phase 
Yeah. So um, probably wait until I come back from the beach before yeah. I start that because that's well. Then I what I, I I might just do a modified. I know Andy would be so upset with me, but I'm going to do a modified seventy five hard only because I know me and I know that I need to build into this and um, maybe in a few months once I'm seeing some results and the working out is stabilized and I feel like okay I'm ready to add more to it I will but it's I'm not going to stress over it I just know progress is progress and I'm not looking to move mountains quite yet (laughs) that's my next phase so I'm going to do this you know (laughs) 37.5 Instead of 75 hard, I'm going to do the 37.5 hard. Uh, But, you know, getting back to the intentional focus, I think, um, so create your punch list, you know, bullet point those things that you want done. and And start early. And start early. That's what I did. So I went to the gym. I had the alarm set for 530. That was a ridiculously stupid alarm at 5 30 but then right after that there was an amber alert yes i did get that so i was like okay i'm up now and then um i was physically in the gym by 6 15 and that's how i'm gonna work because i'm i'm just your day starts better if you can get up and do that yes yes huge and you're you know you're halfway done before you wake up i mean it's like (laughs) Uh, that's why I used to like to work the early shift. Right. Any any job, I you know I worked at a, you know they wanted you there eight to five, and I negotiated six to three so I could avoid the traffic in right. both directions. I love that shift. I want to get up and get things done. I was always at the eight a.m. classes mm-hmm. when I was in college. You know my kids were like, oh eight a.m. Like yeah, but then it's, you're done. I know, and you've got the whole day instead of just. I don't like to waste my day. Right. If I sleep in too late, I've wasted my day. Oh. And I don't sleep in late. Right. I don't sleep a whole lot anyway. You know, I already yes. say that all the time. But I want to be up and going. Mm-hmm. You remember that old, um, it was an army. I think it was army. I, the uh, army um, gets more done by 9 a.m. than most people do all day. And that is so true. It's like if you start early and you get, all these things checked off it just it it sets your day in the right direction you feel more productive and I know I do it just but there's a lot of people out there that aren't morning people but I don't know what to tell you I'm just I got to get it I got to get it done and over with and I felt so much better Mm -hmm. so much better but yep so distractions you got any wisdom on on how to avoid the distractions? I'm just one of those people. I always have, I'm a paper, mm-hmm. pencil person. I have to have my notebook with me or my planner with me at all times and write something down as soon as I think of it because in 10 seconds it's gone. Right. I mean, it just will leave. And if I don't have paper and pencil, I actually text it to myself. Mm. You can text your own number. And I'll just start a little list of things. And then when I get up to where I have paper and pencil, then I'll put it in writing. One thing that I have noticed when I t- 
talk to potential clients that are wanting to hire me for, you know, SAT or ACT prep, um, a lot of people want to have conversations over the phone, which I totally appreciate, except what happens sometimes on those conversations, unless I follow up, I'm like, I'm going to text you what we just talked about. I have to have a paper trail because it's not unusual for me to talk to 10 or 15 different people in a given day. And I don't remember all these conversations and um, just the details of what we talked about. Um, And, you know, and I hate for people to have to repeat themselves. And (laughs) so it's like, okay, so-and-so made a such-and-such on their SAT and they're wanting this and that and and um, this is their goal score and they're going to Zoom instead of in person. And so there's so many elements for every person I talk to. But um, I do realize why they want to talk because you can talk a lot faster than text back and forth. But at the same time, I'm not going to know what I'm not going to remember what we talked about. So do you actually do that on paper or do you put that in your phone? What I normally do is I take notes while I'm talking to them. You know what's the worst is when people, I have conversations with people while I'm driving. So, you know, I'll answer my phone over Bluetooth and I'm having a conversation. um, And it's like it never happened. Because I wasn't, I wasn't able to write it down. I was unable to send it to myself. I was unable to recap the conversation. Because usually if I'm driving somewhere, I'm then going to do something. And I have no time to right. write all that down. So it's like I try not to answer the phone if I'm not able to write it down. You need an assistant in the car. To take I, for you. I need, yes. And poor Jill can't be everywhere. And I, um, oh, that reminds me. Can I share with you a sweet thing? Sure. So you remember everybody, Jill from Empower, Nicaragua. I feel like I butcher that. I can't say yeah. I don't even try. Yeah. So she's got this wonderful program that her and her sister started down in Nicaragua. And they had a... Um, a community outreach and I thought so everybody that's listening to to this you need to do this one of the things that they did they they grabbed a lot of the kids off the street that either live on the street that are drugged out that sell in their bodies these kids they were invited and they um the the ministry there they served them they gave them food they gave them bibles they they gave them tasks and one of the tasks which i thought was brilliant is write a letter as if god was saying this to you so you're writing a letter from god to you and this is what and she had it recorded but Spanish so they did a translation and this is what the translation the young man's name was Lester dear Lester I am your God I love you with all my heart please get back to praying because I miss your voice make an effort and give yourself your soul and heart to my son 
I want you to stay away from vices. Beware of bad company. The only thing I ask is to never stop trusting me as I protect you from danger and darkness. I love you. Isn't that amazing? And this is from someone who, like I said, lives, from what I understand, lives on the streets and, um, and doesn't have a family. And what, what, a, what a message that sends. And I thought, I am going to write a letter as if God was sending it to me. And I just thought, how powerful that that task is, just writing that. Mm-hmm. And because what would God say? And why don't we say those things to ourselves? I think we're really hard on ourselves a lot of times. Oh, absolutely. I think us women are really hard on ourselves. And it's like, why? Why, are, why do we do that? I do it all the time. It, it's like the self deprecating or or whatever it is right. it, it's and i i disguise it with humor i think <laughs> I can, yeah. yeah yeah i in it's uh and i don't know why i do that it's just it's a habit is what it is and it's um i always wanted to you know be the funny one you know the the funny one in the crowd and um because my mom was my mom was humorous and i think it was a coping skill and I think I use humor as a coping skill and also to, I just love to make people laugh. So I've got, a, got friends that laugh at everything that I say. So <laughs> it always, it always um, I don't know, it's just, you know, being able to make people laugh and smile is like a big thing. But I'm terrible at telling jokes, though. Anytime I try to tell a joke, it's ridiculously bad. I'm trying to think of my favorite joke because I don't want to mess it up. Okay, here we go. Let me think about it. <laughs> I, won't, I won't look at you. I'm going to let you do it. I'll tell my you a joke. I hate this joke, but I don't know why. I just it is, It's so dumb. I can't wait. There's buildup. What do you call a nose with no body? A nose with no body i don't know nobody knows i got one it's so dumb but i love it it's a dad joke is what that is i love it okay, okay. i got one what do you call a dog with short legs in a metal belly. Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're distracting people. I think we're, we're done with our distraction talk. <laughs> it's dad joke time. <laughs> you got another one? No. <laughs> That's the only joke I know. Uh, okay, let me see if I can do this one. And then I'll leave it alone. Okay. Do I even have the right dialect planned here? Okay. Why did why did the Irish is it Irish? Okay. Why did the Irish chili only have 
239 beans in it. <laughs> I, I'm thinking mathematics, five, I don't know. Because <laughs> too farty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait a minute. I blew it. Okay. See, if you have like me, you have to think too much for the joke. It's not Wait funny a minute. Anymore. I'm, I know. Wait a minute. Oh, because too farty is too much or something. Oh, man. Okay, cut that one out. <laughs> that one's terrible. We'll save that one for the next time you think about it. It's just like me. I have to make sure that I don't mess up the nobody knows. Yes. And then it's not funny anymore. Nobody it, knows. <laughs> That's hilarious. I have not heard that one. I get hated. I always say it. And they're like, Mom, you say that. That's the only joke you know. I was like, oh. I love it. I know. That's fabulous. I can't believe I've gone this long without hearing that joke. Okay, well, uh, I think we have been distracted. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we totally went off the rails. As always. Dad jokes. All right. Well, there we go. Another episode of Clean Slate. Catch you next time. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen. Vicki and I plan to be with you every Monday and Friday with a new episode of Clean Slate. Find us now on Facebook and Instagram at Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Find us soon on our new website, thecleanslatepodcast.com. Until next time, every day is a clean slate.